The following audio is from The Springs Church. More information about The Springs Church is available at thesprings.cc. Praise forever to the King of Kings. Amen. We are so happy that you're here. If you're a member, we're glad you're here. If you're visiting, you're most welcome. If you're joining us online, we want to say welcome in the name of Jesus. May His grace and His peace be with you during this Advent season. We're a church that's being transformed to the image of Christ so that anyone can find their way to God. And we do that by gathering the name of the Father, by growing into the image of His Son, and by going by the power of His Spirit. In this Advent season, we're focusing on hope over this sermon series. And so our Advent text, our lectionary text today, is from James chapter 5, beginning at verse 7 through 10. James says this, Be patient, therefore, brothers and sisters, until the coming of the Lord. The farmer waits for the precious crop from the earth, being patient with it until it receives the early and the late rains. You also must be patient. Strengthen your hearts for the coming of the Lord is near. Brothers and sisters, do not grumble against one another so you may not be judged. See, the judge is standing at the doors. As an example of suffering and patience, brothers and sisters, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. Let's pray. God, as always, we give you thanks for your word. God, we ask for patience. Still our lives and our bodies, still our minds. Give us ears to hear. Give us hearts to follow and lives and bodies that will obey your word. And Lord, I ask for the gift of preaching, that your word may be proclaimed, that we may wait patiently for the return of your son. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Be patient. That's what I tell myself when I'm trying to fix my back gate and it's the fifth time I've got to go to the, to the, uh, uh, the tool shop. I hate fixing that back gate. Be patient is what I tell myself when I'm trying to put together that new dresser and I swear all the parts that they say are in there are not in that box. Be patient. Is what I tell myself when I'm trying to help my kids with their math. I know. And the answer I keep getting is not the same answer that's in the back of the book. And I, exactly. And I know I'm right. James says, be patient. 
until the advent of the Lord. And he says, look at the farmer, how the farmer is patient, how he does all of his labor and all of his work, but he's patient to wait for the crop to come, to wait for the hope that he has for what's to come. Most of us don't spend a lot of time farming. While we get that analogy, there are other things that are probably more pressing in our life that we have to be patient for. I'm not very patient for food. I go to the store. I go buy it. But there are other things. I'm reminded, I was talking to my son Eli, who said I could tell this story like any 18-year-old athlete. He's now 6'3", 175. And like any male boy athlete that gets to that age, all he wants to do is gain weight. So he works out. He eats as much as he can. But then occasionally we'll see him go to the back. And we know that he hops on the scale. And all we hear from the back room is, no! Because he's either gained one pound or he's lost two. One day, Eli, you're going to wish that that scale was going the other direction, is what you're going to wish. We get all kinds of amens today. But I love his patience. He keeps working at it, and he's patient. Because the thing that he hopes for, you have to be patient. We know this to be true of any worthwhile pursuit in life. Most of us are older on the other side of that coin, and we look at the scale, we go, no! And we try to lose weight, which is almost impossible this time of year. But if we know we want to try to lose weight and get healthy, those things don't happen overnight. They just don't. And so anything worthwhile that we hope for, we're going to be patient. Patience is the key. If you want to develop a new habit in your life, it's not going to just happen like that. Rarely does it just occur. But you've got to keep practicing and practicing. You've got to be patient. It takes patience. And that word that we have for patience, in the old English, the word is actually long-suffering. That you have this ability to suffer for a long time. You have this capacity to suffer and hope that your future that you can imagine might come become a reality. You're willing to suffer for the thing that you hope will become a reality. It's the ability to endure long periods of time without giving in or without giving up. It's the resolve to keep, it, to, to keep at it when it's hard and you feel overwhelmed. That's what patience is. It's the heart's commitment to a vision of life or to something that you hope for that gets you up early in the morning and drives you throughout the day. Patience is the heart's ability 
to suffer in hope. This is why James says this. Be patient. Strengthen your hearts for the coming of the Lord is near. Patience is the tool for hope. Whatever you hope for, patience is the vehicle for hope. But patience is more than just suffering for a long time. It's more than just tolerating something for long periods of time. It is actually a virtue that we possess. It is a virtue that we practice. And part of that virtue is not just suffering and tolerating something for a long time. One of the biggest aspects of patience is this. Being slow to anger. This takes practice. Because I have to tell you, I get frustrated a lot. And we've talked about joy today. And the biggest enemy of joy is perhaps frustration. Is it not? It's a season of joy, we say. But how many frustrations creep up into our lives during this Advent and holiday season? But there's one thing I know that never changes about human beings. And it begins from birth. We say this about babies. That if a baby is crying, if a baby is complaining, if a baby is grumbling, we know there's probably three possibilities, right? The first is, they're hungry. The second is, they're tired. And the third one is, they're poopy. Am I right? Those are the three things. Adults are no different. <laughs> if I find myself to be hungry, I mean, we even have a, a word for it now, hangry. When you're hungry, you're not always your best self, like the Snickers commercial. You might do things and say things and act in ways that you normally wouldn't because you're hungry. But that's pretty easy to solve. You just grab a Snickers or you grab something to eat. Tired's a little bit different. I can't always just go to sleep right in the middle of the day. But I'll notice that if I'm tired, I could be more irritable. Just like a baby and things never change. But, but being tired is something in the long run that I can, I can, I can fix. I can go to bed early. I can plan my rest better. But if I'm poopy, well, I would say poopy is the equivalent for an adult of being frustrated. We all get frustrated. We hope that things will turn out a certain way. We imagine things will be a certain way. But when they aren't, we get frustrated. If I come home from a long day of work 
and the house is a mess. I get frustrated. I'm tempted to grumble about it. If the kids aren't acting the way I think they should or the way I want them to act, I get frustrated. I start complaining and thought I'd get an amen from my kids, but they're not acting the way they should over there, so just kidding. They don't even hear me. <laughs> when my job or my boss or my coworkers are making my life more difficult than it should be, I get frustrated. And I want to criticize and grumble, complain. When my neighbors, my friends, when my family members, when my spouse does not live up to the expectations that I have set in my mind for what they should do, how they should act, how they should treat me, the way the world it should be, I get frustrated. And I want to grumble about that. When we don't get our way, or we're not treated the way we think we should be treated, we get frustrated, and we're tempted not only to grumble, but to get angry and to blow up and to feel justified for doing so. But I think James is saying this to us, that refraining, refraining from grumbling and complaining is a way that we show patience. It is the virtue of being slow to anger. Not just suffering for a long time, not just tolerating something, but having the virtue of patience in being slow to anger. This is a sign of hope. So, I want you to ask yourself this. The next time you find yourself getting frustrated, which is potentially might make you kind of angry and lead to grumbling or complaining or criticizing or judging, ask yourself this question. Because we're in this holiday season and you know the frustrations are coming. Ask yourself this question. Whatever it is that's making you start to feel this way, ask, does it really matter? Does it really matter? When you're in a disagreement with your spouse about what's the fastest way to get there and you start arguing, get frustrated, does it really matter? Maybe you're scratching your head and you're like, mm, yeah, it does. It matters. Does it really matter? Is it really worth getting angry over? When something doesn't go your way, when somebody forgets something, when the house is not just right, when somebody's causing you to be late, 
Does it really matter? Is it really worth getting angry? And if it is really worth getting angry over, and by the way, there are lots of things in life that are really worth getting angry over. Don't hear me saying that, uh, don't get angry. There are lots of things to get angry over. In fact, what this text is actually addressing is that James is talking to Christians who are poor that are being unjustly treated by the rich. And he says to them, be patient. If it's worth getting upset over and frustrated, be patient. Be slow to anger because the Lord is coming to judge. He'll make it all right. And that's our hope. And he says this, look at the prophets. Look at how they suffer. Look at how they're patient. And we want to say this morning that Jesus is the prophet that we look to. Look how Jesus suffers. Look how Jesus is slow to anger. Jesus is patient. Look how he suffers not only with, not only for us, but he suffers with us. We suffer in hope. Jesus is suffering with us. And Jesus is not only, not only to the heart to suffer for us and with us, but he is slow to anger and abounding in love. This is how God hopes. He is patient. He's willing to suffer He's slow to anger. Hope has come into the world in Jesus. Jesus is our hope. So this Advent season, let us live out our hope by being patient. Let's stand.